He's like, I'm going to tell you a funny joke. And he goes, knock, knock. Yeah. No, knock, knock. Knock, knock. No, I say, <laughs> you know how knock, knock jokes work? <laughs> Who's there? Who's there? <laughs> okay, knock, Who's knock. There? Who's no, there? No, you got to wait for me to say it, Kayla. Okay. All right, knock, knock. Who's there? KGB. KGB. The KGB wait for no one. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Mage Talk. Mage Talk is brought to you by MageMail. MageMail brings your customers back with customer lifecycle email from Magento. Start your no-risk trial today at magemail.co. Sanasi, the creators of MageStack, the Magento operating system. Check them out online at sanasi.com slash magetalk. And by TaxJar. Visit TaxJar today at taxjar.com slash magetalk and receive a 30-day free trial. And by Nucleus Commerce. Nucleus Commerce unites the very best of Magento to help merchants and developers save time and money. Find out more today at NucleusCommerce.com. Check, check, one, two, three, one, two, three. We are back. We're back. Welcome to Mage Talk, episode 65, the Magento Community Podcast. We are back from a, a very long hiatus. Uh, we took a month off accidentally, uh, and uh, it's for a bunch of reasons. Uh, I went to sleep one day, and I woke up, and uh, we were at Meet Magento in New York, and uh, I forgot my microphone. Kaylin was too embarrassed to actually record with anybody. Uh, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, and then, you know, we uh, we had some mishaps in our recordings the last few episodes. Uh, Kaylin, Kaylin's microphone didn't work, and long story short, I've had to resuscitate a bunch of audio from the dead, uh, fitting because this is the month of October and we're coming into uh, Halloween. Ooh, creepy. Um, and so uh, I had to re- revive all these uh, episodes. So we'll be publishing those over the next couple of weeks. I'm also real excited about an interview with uh, my buddy Alex Fermansky, uh from Budsies, uh, who will uh, be on the show here in just a couple of weeks uh, to tell us about uh, some of the work he's doing. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. Really happy to be back. And uh, I couldn't be any happier than to tell you that uh, we have a new sponsor on the show. Uh, we are proud to announce uh, that Shipper HQ uh, has come on to support us for the next 12 weeks. We're real glad uh, that they are. Uh, there are good friends uh, over there at Web Shop Apps, and uh, Shipper HQ is an amazing product that they've built. Karen Baker, our good friend. Anyway, I want to tell you about it. Shipper HQ, they, they give you the tools that you need to take control of the shipping in your cart including hassle-free international shipping with Pitney Bowes. You can try it for free today at shipperhq.com. We're back. I can't believe it. I'm so excited. Let's get into the show. Welcome to Mage Talk, episode 65, the Magento Community Podcast with Philip and... Kaylin Jordan. Oh my goodness! You gotta get that. You gotta get that full name branding in there. <laughs> this is what happens when you get a standing desk. You're like way more energetic than you usually exactly, are. Exactly, man. Your game has stepped way up. This is my maiden voyage of my my standing my st- recording the podcast using my standing deskage, and uh, I'm feeling good. Feeling good. So, how long have you great. been doing standing desk? I've been <laughs> I've been doing standing desk. <laughs> for uh I, about a week now something like that a little over a week really um yeah and uh it's good man it's it's really cool it's great again that you can it's variable so you can go you can sit and stand i probably only standing i don't know maybe three hours a day something like that two oh, or really? three 
So I'm, I'm, but I'm getting more comfortable with it. And I think, you know, I, I think I'll gradually, I've lost a couple of pounds and stuff. So we'll see. No way. It keeps, well, I you've think you've been doing it for a week. You've lost I've a couple been, of pounds, but you've been doing it gradually. Huh? Sign me up for well, that. Well, I've also been eating a little bit less. I've been, I've been, I went from, I went down from a foot long to a six inch at, at Subway. So uh, that's probably, nice. that's, <laughs> That, that might have had is that a euphemism effect. of some kind <laughs> no no you no euphemism <laughs> literally, literally oh my literally. word so you know um, your next evolution in hipsterdom is now you have to you a have mustache to, a sweet mustache yeah okay so step step c uh we you have to that. get the fluid stance uh standing desk surfboard what have you seen <laughs> these things awesome. that's hysterical it's, it's like a, it's like a, tre- it's like when they stand on a treadmill, but it's a surfboard. Huh? No, no, no. I want you just Google fluid stance. Okay, you're, you're having me Google like crazy no. today. Fluid stance, balance and motion yeah. redefine the workplace. When you see this retarded thing, you're going to be like, stance. "Sorry, oh, that's wow. a, that's a, that's not a PC thing to say. That's that's not PC at all. You're, that. you're not, horrible. Nice. You're horrible. Uh, when you see this really stupid thing. That's kind of neat. No, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? This is no, the dumbest thing neat. I've ever seen. I mean, because no, I used to skate a little bit, so it, it seems like it'd be fun. You used to skate? Yeah. What kind of tricks could you do? Okay. I Well, I mainly rollerbladed, so skate. So skateboarding oh my gosh, was we're a little like bit brothers. Of, you were brothers. We're I'm fake telling friend you, we're brothers. the same person. We're like the same person. I used to rollerblade like crazy. Are you serious? If yeah. we lived in the same city, we would be real friends. That's, yeah. that's, that's and, how. And we aren't. And so we're fake friends. Yeah, but we're going to be in New York at Meet Magenta New York. Great segue, Kalen. In a couple of days. I can't even I can't even begin to tell you. Great segue. Great Um, segue. So we're going to be we're going to be real friends for a few days there. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm super pumped. Yeah. So you get in on Sunday, the Sunday, the next Sunday, two days from now, Sunday, the 20th. Yeah. Whenever they listen to Sunday, the 20th, uh, you get in and uh, that'll be great. And then. yeah, we're I get re- in record on probably like sorry, we're going to record probably like 5000 episodes. While that would be there. great. You know, I think a lot of people actually enjoyed some of the content that came out of IRCE um, a little less like intensely Magento focused. And I'm hoping if we can come out with the same amount of content out of Meet Magento New York, where we have a captive audience, um, you know, of a lot of like really, uh, really well known people in the Magento community. I think yeah. we, could, we could have something really really special you and know? we could bang out like 20 episodes and then maybe we 30 we will 30 on we won't have to podcast ever again we'll never think about it we'll never have to we won't have to talk to each other ever again because we'll have enough episodes to the rest for the rest of our lives i'm i'm uh i'm convinced that i know you uh, i know you we like could that. we could really terminate our friendship in real <laughs> in real life if we could we just could, have like 70 episodes under our belt <laughs> we, we could, could just trickle safely, them out and profitably terminate our our relationship. I could very be... easily like not have to talk to you for a year. <laughs> that would make we could life really easy. Follow each other on Twitter. And just forget that this whole awkward phase of our lives ever ever existed. Uh, we will be at uh, Meet Magento New York for uh, the entirety of the event, uh, and we will have stickers on hand. Um, stickers, yeah, Mage Talk stickers. I I just uh, bought another uh, lot of a thousand uh, to give away. Um, and so I'm really excited. How uh, much do people. they cost now? Cause I know you put them up on sticker mule and anybody yeah. at home can go buy them. Yeah. They're super expensive actually for us to buy. Um, sticker mule really just covers the cost of shipping, um, uh, a flat pack to, to people. And it's actually sticker mules really, 
they kind of gouge the price a little bit. Do they? Um, yeah. Yeah. So for greedy capitalists, uh, for instance, uh, I think it's it's like four dollars plus tax or something. Um, it's like works out to be four dollars sixty US uh, for the for the sticker. If you are at a live event where we're there, I'll give you a sticker for free. So don't feel pressure to buy it. But if you happen to be in some place where you don't know if you're going to come across our path and you'd like a sweet, sweet mage talk sticker and you'd like to support the podcast because we, you know, we frankly, you know, uh, Kaylin, uh, ever since I met you, um, my my therapy bills have been like through the roof. <laughs> through and the um, roof. I would love to speak to Guido a little more about that kind of thing. But he, he I can't expensive. afford him. He's I can't afford expensive. him. I can't afford Guido. You can't so afford it. You can't I, afford Guido. I can only afford the the you know the really cruddy uh uh Florida therapists. And I so. mean, look, Phil, you've got Phil walking down the street into the strip mall to the to the cheap therapist right yeah. there in the strip mall. You don't want right that. Up, right above seven. You want me to be able to afford Guido. And so to do that, <laughs> I need you to buy a sticker. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but anyway, we did I wanted to make them available somewhere where people could get them if they wanted them. Um I'm gonna send some on with uh Sherry Rohde and uh Ben. Uh, marks at some point so they each have some some stock uh so if you come across them uh you'll be able to get a sticker but anyway mage talk stickers for your laptop beautiful vinyl uh die cut stickers uh from sticker mule if you're familiar with any other sticker from any other um you know dev company uh it is that same high quality so uh please uh uh grab us at the event if you're at meet magenta new york come and grab us and we will uh um, if you have you 20, sticker. 20 stickers on the back of your laptop, laptop looking all crazy. Now you can have 21 Yeah, and it can look even, even crazier. Yeah. The only thing we require is that it fit like right in the middle over top of, you know, uh, any other Magento podcast. If you sticker. don't any other Magento podcast stickers, it has to be on top of also, it has to be right smack in the middle. Otherwise you don't, you don't have the right to, to use it. <laughs> we, we, um, I actually have a picture of, uh, um, I forget whose laptop this is. I think maybe Matty. Um, but there was somebody from uh, um, Imagine who had the Mage Talk sticker on their laptop. It's uh, Anyway, you can actually go see it. Just hit magetalk.com. It's the top post. Um, you'll be able to see it's Mage Talk stickers now available. And uh, anyway, check that out. Meet Magenta New York. It'll be awesome. Um, Dude, I'm super pumped. You're going to do the hackathon. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to be there for the hackathon and uh, I'm trying. I like to think I like to know ahead of time what I want to work on. I like to have something that I kind of get excited about beforehand. Uh, so I've been trying to figure out something to work on. Actually, one thing that I was thinking about um, might be neat to work on was uh, Sweet Tooth actually released webhooks for Magento 2. Um I don't know if you noticed that, but yeah. uh, Bill, Bill Curtis over at Sweet Tooth released, uh, which was funny because I could have sworn Magento 2 already had webhooks. No, you're Shows thinking, you're thinking about, yeah, you're thinking about 2012 or 13 when they were talking about things that may or may not be in scope. Uh, okay. I that know was, was one of the things that actually fell out of scope. So they developed yeah, it. Yeah. Right. Right. So that was cool. Actually, I thought that might be fun to work on. Um, but, uh, but that was, that was cool. That was exciting to see. They released the webhooks and, you know, still has some things that, need to be done uh in terms of making the webhook events uh asynchronous i think they're just synchronous right now so it's, it's probably more of a proof of concept stage right now but right um and then adding support for different back ends in terms of maybe redis and, and database you probably don't you know don't want to use in production stuff like that but that was kind of neat um but yeah, we'll see. Uh, so, but you're not going to make it out to the to the hackathon, right? You're getting out there a little bit late, a little bit uh, later. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying. Uh, I'm going to try to hit an earlier flight. But uh, you know, Sunday is Sunday is family day for us, and uh, so I, I'm I'm taking as early of a flight as I can. I 
I have the the luxury of uh, being able to change my flight uh, if I if I need to. So that'll be great. Good um, man. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I can to get out there as early as I can. Uh, maybe I'll catch the end of it. Um, but I know you're you're looking to uh, figure out who's doing what soon uh, and and get on top of that. And I think you know I think there's a lot of people uh, uh, like you who are like chomping at the bit um, to to get out there and and get their hands dirty, get some stuff done. Yeah, do some work. By the way, like apparently. Um, I've said this wrong for years and I just can't bring myself to say it right. It's like down the pipe or down the pike, yes. right? Like, you know, that that's, it's definitely, it's so apparently I still don't know which of the two, I think it's down the pike. I think they're both Yeah, it's pike with a K. Everybody knows this. Well, I think, yeah, but I think pipe is one of is this. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, well. because no, it's not, but things could go down <laughs> a pipe. Um, <laughs> it's like down the drain, down the pipe, down the pike. It's all. Yeah. Down the pike. Yeah. Tomato, something's coming tomato. right down the pike. Um, apparently, um, yeah, it's not chomping at the bit. It's champing at the bit. Yeah. It's champing at the bit. Really? Yeah. That makes no sense. Well, it's because champing is like, I'm making noise with my teeth, um, kind of a thing. So you're like, I'm, I'm like a horse that that, I don't even uh, believe you. Okay. Well, you can look it up later because you're yelling at me about, uh, about, uh, making you Google things. But anyway, you are, you're making me Google things like crazy. Did you know I, you're single-handedly responsible for probably 80% of my Urban Dictionary searches? <laughs> <laughs> you're always saying, actually, just today, you did the, the Fix That For You, F-T-F, F-T-F-Y. Yeah, Fix That For You. <laughs> and I had to Urban Dictionary that. I, was like, what? I, I still don't know what the meaning of that tweet was. <laughs> um, so I think the big news of the week is Karen's post on Magento 2. Did you happen to read it? Yeah. And I Karen think- Baker making headlines again. Yeah. Give us some background on it. So basically her post, she was talking about developing for Magento 2, you know, sort of her experience so far and some of the, uh, some of the pain points with it. And, you know, so they've been, I think, beginning to dive into, uh, you know, more heavily into Magento 2 development and just hitting, you know, hitting the learning curve, uh, with you know di- different parts of the code base and hitting some pain points with you know the testing test driven development side of things and and she made a point to say that you know she's a big believer in 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 TDD and is happy about it overall but it does add I mean it's one of those things if you have sort of a huge budget it's great to do it if you have a smaller budget it can be sort of cost prohibitive a little bit and 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 just overall you know talking about you know look there's a lot of there's a huge learning curve. It's taken a lot of time. Documentation, I guess, still is sparse is some of what she's saying. A little bit of design pattern overdose, I guess, is the way she said it. I love that. Um, so, you know, um, that that was, uh, I thought that was, and it, it's funny because up until now, up until this post, I swear, I've been seeing so much positive. Everybody's really, seems really excited about Magento 2. I haven't really heard too much negative stuff. Um, but, you know, I don't, maybe people didn't want to say anything or I don't know. Um, but this was kind of one of the first posts that really highlighted some, 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 uh, but I don't pain, think this pain. is, this is not new. Um, I think we talked about this. If you go back to episode 20, um, which was, uh, our, uh, back in, in January, 2015, um, we had our conversation with, uh, it was the four of us. It was like the first round table that we did. It was you, oh, me, yeah. Colin Molinauer and Fabrizio Branca. Right. And I think I, I, I think we had all you know, lamented, uh, are we in a world where we need a Magento 2, mm-hmm. right? 
And I think that's sort of where Karen takes this post to some degree as well as saying, if you make Magento 2 more difficult of a learning curve, whether or not it's easier afterwards or not, that's, I guess it's hard to judge, but you know, if you make it a steeper learning curve than even Magento one is, then you're potentially excluding part of the market. And, and by doing so, maybe you're asking, making people ask a question of, do I even need or want Magento two? Maybe Magento one is good enough. Mm-hmm. Right. And then like all kinds of hyperbole follows. There's some people who like to be dramatic and, you know, like Mark Schust on Twitter is like, you know, uh, I can't wait for someone to fork Magento one and support it in perpetuity. Who, what's the best company to do that? And I'm like, come on. Um, but, uh, there's I, been about 500 of those and none of them really stick around. Yeah, None of, none of them <laughs> stick around at all. Um, cause that's the hard work. That's, that's the hard work is maintaining. It, no, it's the know. hardest work of all. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, and adoption, how in the world are you going to get adoption for that? Um, I just talked to a massive, you know, billion dollar public company um, this week, uh, who's, who's heavily invested in Magento. And what are you going to tell that person? Oh, you should totally use our fork of Magento, uh, that we're totally pinky promise going to support for you. Like yeah. that's just, just, it's like, it's now, I, if it was a real pinky promise, then you might have, that's you, true. You, you well, it, it, no, no, no. See, I think pinky promises it. You need to cross your heart and hope to die. That well, that's, it, that's, well if you've you know, got that on there, then, yeah. then you're locked. If in. you pinky promise and then cross your heart and hope to die, like and then you say for really real for really realsies like if you if you're for really realsies about it then yeah we're totally today gonna... we are proud to announce the Mage Talk fork of Magento One <laughs> which we pinky which, promise no, which which will be announced die which will be announced realsies. at uh, at uh, Mage Talk Conf 2016 <laughs> um, when um, that happens yeah anyway. so I mean yeah I, I think that. I mean, obviously Magento 2 is great and, 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 you know, you you don't want to have Magento 1 forever. It does kind of remain to be seen what the adoption um, uh, rate is going to look like. And I I think at at the end of the day, I mean, the theory is that Magento 2, we're modernizing the code base, we're TDDing, we're cleaning some things up, which is great. We're decoupling, which is great. We're, We're doing some great things. So in theory, it should make development easier. It should make development faster and more and less error prone, right? That's what, that's the point of all of this. So if it, if it works and that does happen, it's going to be amazing. Development is going to be accelerated both in the community side and the core side. Everybody's happy. Things are going to be amazing. There's going to be less conflicts. But if, if, if at the end of the day, things are just, you know, the, the, the design pattern overload, things are just. Kind of like I've started to use Laravel recently, right? And it's right. a little bit of an apples to oranges comparison because yeah, it is. Yeah, it because it is because you know Magento is doing more and 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 Laravel and actually I'm I'm using Lumen, which is a subset of Laravel. Oh, so. it's not even Laravel. Well, it is to some. Yeah, yeah. so it's a it's a much smaller framework that's less opinionated and does a lot less. But um, and and one of the things I'm actually I'm really curious about, it, which would be less of an apples to oranges comparison, is how Oro. CRM development compares to Magento 2 because that's a bigger product and more it's more opinionated and they've got a, a big developer community growing. So I'm really curious to know how those compare. Um, but with, with Laravel, I mean, it's been a learning curve. There's been some things that have been a pain, but there's also this other side of it where, you know, things are that it's doing things really well and, thing, and, and things are kind of a delight. Like there's that delight 
you know, do you have that delight, surprise, delight experience where your something is easier than you expected it to be than it was in the previous uh, framework or whatever you're using? You're like, oh man, this is, everything is so easy. Everything is so coherent and things like that and, and more consistent across the code base. And so yeah. Yeah. I don't know if people, I, ideally people should start to experience that kind of a thing in Magento too, even, even though it's obviously much more opinionated than a Laravel. I think that you do want to see that, right? You do want to see people picking it up and go, oh, wow, this is so, yeah. the APIs are so, so much more intuitive. The interfaces I think what, are. I think what it is, is that at, at this, at the moment of this podcast recording, there's no one who can actually s- sit back and say, um, you know, we're in a better place now than we were in 2008 when Magento launched originally, which is we are, we're in the beta period where supposedly a month from launch, right? Like they said, November 15th, it's, you know, it's September 18th. So we're a month from launch of this brand new platform. And what do we have? We, we, I'm sorry, we're two months away. Sorry. We're two months from launch. And what do we have? We, we have no documentation really. I mean, we have some documentation, but they're technical docs and a lot of merchant docs. We, we, we don't have, we don't have anything that says, so you want to do this, here's some demo code and this, you can do that and this and that. We have a couple YouTube videos or Vimeo videos. That's what we've got. Mm-hmm. And, and we have core developers answering people on Twitter saying, oh, you want to know how that works? Just go look at this piece of core code. And that is no better than what we've had before. Like that is that is the same situation as we've had before, and it feels it feels like very familiar. So if if you were somebody who was who was cutting your teeth in two thousand eight, like you know some of us, yeah. uh, you would be a little bit stressed out by it. So I can see where Karen's coming from, and and that's I think is one of her big points is is that look you know things should be different, things should be very different this time around. Where how however many years later, very different, uh, companies and, and much sooner. more mature. Right. And sooner. Yeah. And there's a documentation team. There's lots of stuff. So I think, you know, again, she's going in, we're going in expecting to be like, to, to be like, wow, this is, e-. and you still have people trying to install the thing one and running in, you know, Falkowski was kind of joking about that recently running into issues, just installing it and stuff like that. And so, um, you know, we'll see, but I think, like you said, there's a lot that's similar to that experience of, you know, right, and, right. and, and what I think she's saying is, I expected it to be different this time around. And I think that's a little bit of a fair. We are still early. We were still very early, obviously. But I think it's a little bit of a fair expectation. Yeah. Um, I th- and some I think things are a, different. Yeah. yeah. Some things are very different. There's a lot of uh, automated testing and stuff, which which is different, which is great. Um, and, and a lot of the architecture has been cleaned up, which is also great. But, you know, so. So um, I, I would say... Um, uh, Vinay Kopp had the last word on the subject, which is uh, simplicity is a prerequisite for reliability. Mm. And he said it's, I mean, that he did that wasn't his quote. It was, we got to have the extra, right? But I think, I think it was one of those things that the more complicated you make something, the less reliable that it could possibly be, or the more chance that it could be um, harder to enforce reliability. And so that's where all this unit testing comes in. And someone could probably make the argument that, you know, obviously this is very, very complicated software. It has to be complicated uh, because e-commerce is complicated. Um, But I, I, I think, you know, there's something there, which is why are you using Laravel Lumen and you're not using full blown Laravel? 
Right. Right. Like you, you want simplicity because the thing you're trying to do doesn't need to be terribly complicated. Right. And maybe you already have some pieces of business functionality that you're trying to plug in and you don't want to have to reinvent that wheel on another framework. There's right. no point for you to do that. And if you did do that, right, if you had pieces of mage mail that were already written that you did that you were just you were just trying to swap that into something else. Right. And you had to rewrite that in Lar- Laravel. You know what that does? That makes you locked into Laravel and the way that Laravel does things and the way that it's very opinionated about doing things. And I so I don't know. It's listen, we're all going to be doing Magento 2 this time next year. Everyone's going to be working on it. Everyone's going to probably just be, you know, so happy that it's here. Um, but I think she brings up great points and we should probably have her on to defend, you know, her, her stance because I think it's great. True. And I think it's cool that there aren't just we aren't just all fanboys drinking Kool-Aid. Some, you know, some people kind of have some chutzpah to stand up and say, yeah, I don't like that piece. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, you know, I'm afraid of saying things like that nowadays because I get in trouble. <laughs> right. Um, it's a, yeah, it's good. It's it's good to have. And 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 she gave a lot of detail and stuff. So that was, you know, was yeah. more than just. A, it was oh, out of experience. Is... It wasn't just, hey, totally. I don't like that. It was here's I. Here's my two months of experience and how it's impacting my business. And you can't argue with somebody's own personal experience, you know? Totally. Mage Talk is brought to you in part by MageMail. MageMail is the triggered email app for Magento. You can be up and running in minutes, and there's a no risk free trial. Get your customers coming back to your website. You can start today by visiting MageMail online at magemail.co. Mage Talk is brought to you in part by Sinassi Hosting. Sinassi is the creator of MageStack. They are a PCI DSS compliant leader in high performance, secure, and scalable Magento hosting. You can find out more about them today at sinassihosting.com slash magetalk. And by Shipper HQ. Take control of shipping in your cart with Shipper HQ. Offering enterprise level features and full control over what your customers see, Shipper HQ is the tool that you need to take your store to the next level. Now supporting hassle free international shipping through Pitney Bowes. Try Shipper HQ today free for 30 days at shipperhq.com. And by Taxjar, an official Magento technology partner. Taxjar automates your sales tax rate calculations without breaking the checkout. It summarizes your sales tax reporting by state and local jurisdictions, and it even files your returns automatically. Installation is fast and easy, and so is the pricing. There are no contracts and no annoying salespeople. Stop spending time on sales tax. Get back to growing your business. Visit TaxJar today at TaxJar.com slash MageTalk for Magento sales tax done right. And by Nucleus Commerce. Nucleus Commerce brings together the most essential features and tools for building or upgrading on Magento. By uniting a curated set of extensions, exclusive functionality, Nucleus layers on top of either Magento community or enterprise, complementing the flexibility and the customization that's possible with all flavors of Magento. Learn more today by visiting NucleusCommerce.com. Oh, uh, uh, Magento Forums, congratulations. They re- reached 50,000 members. Yeah. Props. 50,000. 50,000. That's pretty huge, right? And It's huge. In to, fact, it was such a huge number that I didn't believe it. Yeah, you, you don't believe anything. You don't believe my support feedback ratings that nope. are 100, 100% positive. No, it's 92 now. 
It's no, what I did, because it's funny, my friend, he kind of ironically gave me an okay. So it went to 92. So I asked Help Scout. I said, can I? And they said, if you delete the conversation, it'll delete that. So I'm back to Oh, back to so okay. Wait now, wait now, wait now, wait now. <laughs> you just admitted to gaming your own rating. It wasn't gay. He did it ironically. That's How do you thing. know? Not, you could just say that I all day. Him. I asked him. This I was, is he's where my I'm going to be skeptical. I'm like, you're, you know, he could just say that all. You could say that you're, he meant it. You're going to see my ear. You're going to see him in New York. So you can ask him yourself i'm gonna ask i'm gonna ask everybody who uses mage mail to go and give him a one star just to see <laughs> that's just cold. To go, no i'm just kidding that's cool do that um everybody in 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 new york walk up to my ear and say tell him hey what's up man and ask him how how he likes me yeah he's like your biggest product evangelist he's awesome he's super, when are you just gonna hire that guy well give him money and a little bit more i need to make a little bit more money just a, just a <laughs> tiny bit more money um and uh, I guess I'll just mention real quick since we're on the topic, uh, Mage Mail V2. Did you see the demo video? I did. Yeah. What did you think? It was amazing. It was a maze. It's cool. Um, but I was thinking, like, I, I felt like I'd seen pieces of it before because I pay really close attention to you. Right. You follow. You get a yeah. notifications for yeah, all. Yeah, I've my got mobile. I've got mobile notifications enabled. For I you, love so. it. I love it. Uh, yeah, so I tweeted out pizza, but I finally sat down and, and put together a little a little kind of promo video. And by the way, for people that do screencasts and stuff like that, have you uh, used ScreenFlow before? Have you heard of ScreenFlow? Are you um, kidding me right now? No, I'm not. I, I've, I, I know it's popular, so you probably use it all day long. You're being sarcastic, um, right? No, I've never used it. I've heard about it, but I never used it. I I'm going to go did. look back in our tweet archives. I'm pretty sure that I introduced you to ScreenFlow. <laughs> Okay, you might have. I know I've heard about it a handful <laughs> from a handful of places. It's a great and, product. Um, it's a really it's, great product. Yeah, I just, yeah. speaking of learning curves, you know, I just started using it, you know, and it took me probably a couple hours. I had to figure out, because dude, one of the main things that make a screencast is the zooming yes. and, the, and the fast forwarding. Those yep. two things, because if you go normal speed, like when I would do my screen uh, screencast before, I'd like type and try to do yep. everything yep. as yep. fast yep. as humanly yep. possible. So it was so, but you really have to fast forward it or else, or else screencasts just are too slow. And then you got to zoom in. That makes such a big difference if you zoom in and out on different parts of whatever yeah. you're screencasting. So anyway, I know this is like, again, I know I'm 18 months or 180 months late on this one, but yeah, ScreenFlow has um, been around a long, long time. No, it's been around for a while. I love it. And yeah. 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 Um, so, and it's not too hard and it, and it really allows you to kind of step your, your screencast game up a little bit. So anyway, I did that and I'm finally, I'm, I'm, I should be taking some customers live, hopefully. Well, not next week cause I'll be in New York, but hopefully any, any week now. Uh, but basically it's, 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 uh, it handles newsletters. So mm. up until now I haven't really done newsletters and I figured, you know, Hey, people use MailChimp for that. They use whatever they use. But what I found is that, um, people are spending forever just doing basic things like pulling their products into their newsletter, stuff like that. Right. And so that, right. so I basically wanted to, to, to sort of, you know, try to simplify that um, piece of functionality, make it easy to do newsletters. And so that's, so that's what it is. Um, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So we'll see how that evolves. It's pretty well, interesting. Yeah. We'll see how that evolves. So excited about it. And while I was looking at that, I, I don't know if you've ever looked at MailChimp's pricing because I was going and figuring out pricing for this thing and looking at a few, they have the most bizarre pricing tiers that you've ever seen. I don't know if you've ever looked at it, but if you look at their pricing page and it, it you can, t you can enter in different uh, subscribership levels. So if you have whatever, however many subscribers you enter it in and they give you a price, but their price brackets are so random. Like it'll be like, okay, here's a good example. 
32,000 to 50,000 is one price tier, which is like an $18,000 interval, right? Mm-hmm. 32,000. And then the next tier is 50,000 to 51,000, which is like a 1,000 interval. <laughs> and so they have like, re- and then the, the tier before that is 500. So it's 31,501 to 32,000 is another tier. And it's like, because I went through and I was trying to figure, I was trying to make a spreadsheet and I'm like looking at all these numbers. They have the most bizarre pricing tiers that you've ever seen. It's really funny. I wonder, what that, I wonder why that is. Yeah, I'm guessing over time, they probably just made exceptions for different things. And they probably just have a, you know, a, a list of data points and they probably just modify it. And then over They're, they're five too busy years, making cat hats. Yeah. That's the problem. <laughs> right. Too somebody, busy somebody's hats. like, hey, boss, you think we should be looking at these pricing tiers? No. Make more cat hats. <laughs> or hats. Or hats. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, um, what about you, man? What have you been up to? Um, I mean, really, I, I've just, uh, react. What is it? React. React. Um, no. So my, my portion on the react project is done. Um, mm. and, uh, we've handed it off. It's kind of cool. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm in, uh, sort of a Magento to training focus mode. Um, so oh, wow. there's, there's a lot of Magento developers that are, um, or like Magento partners that are trying to fast track, uh, Magento to development. And uh, so I've I've been really kind of just getting through the Magento 2 fundamentals course. Um, oh, wow. You know, so much has changed since uh, I did like a series. So you of should have an opinion on the whole learning curve thing. No, I mean, the learning curve's tremendous. It's a completely different paradigm. Oh, wow. Um, okay. But I, I, you know, it's um, I'm also, you know, I'm kind of slow to adoption on things. Um, uh, certain things like especially when I show become, title, I'm kind of <laughs> slow. There you go. Done. <laughs> Philip says I'm kind of slow. Um, <laughs> no, so I, I, it's it's pretty brutal. For me, it's like uh, uh, I always try to find an analog to something I already know to try to build on top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, uh, I don't know. When I was in sixth or seventh grade, I, I was watching public access television, and there was some dude doing calculus, and he was <laughs> okay. like. He was doing calculus and I'm like, oh, that's like fascinating. I have literally no idea what he's doing, you know, on on the whiteboard. And um, and it was just fascinating to me because it was something I'd never seen before. Uh, and so I was like, you know, my mom took me to the library and I rented a calculus DVD and I like just traced the lines of the thing the guy was doing just to like I'm mimicking it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm mimicking it. Uh, and I, I I didn't quite grok it, but I could do what he was doing because I was just tracing and following the leader. Right. I didn't right. have an understanding of it. I kind right. of feel like that's like Magento 2 for me right now. I'm okay. I'm I'm mocking it. I'm I'm able to trace the things I see, but I don't I'm not at the point where I have a good command of of oh, I used to do it that way. I should do it this way now. Mm-hmm. And I I, I would say that. Like I get the main concepts. I completely like like there's some things that I've I've done in Symphony before and some things I've done in Laravel before, which are really nice, like features of Composer or features of uh, the there there's, you know, migrations, database migrations, that kind of thing. Right. Those are super cool. Um, and so I, I've I have some concept of those things that exist already, but you know, just getting it down and making it muscle memory is is going to be the hard part. And I think every everyone who builds a Magento 2 site uh, for the first time is going to be, um, 
you know, kind of just you're going to encounter things and have to learn and grow and get up to speed. It's it's cool. Yeah, totally. Um, so so just to give some rough. So like, I don't know how much time roughly have you spent you know, learning it and how much code have you written? I mean, uh, how, how well, much, we're not counting we all the time over the last two years that I've been you know, in and out of, right. you know, doing screencasts about Magento 2 or writing stuff about Magento 2 or right. tweeting about it or, you know, I've I've done a lot of things with Magento 2 over the last couple of years. Um, so not counting that or not counting the time that I spent back in January for the homework that I right. didn't ever finish uh, for the <laughs> January event. Even um, though you gave an amazing presentation. Uh, you keep saying that it was Fantastic. really actually quite awful. It was really good. Um, <laughs> You know, it's one of those things where I, I don't know how much time I've put into it. The fundamentals course itself is about 40 hours of okay. videos. Um, so this stent, you know, I'm probably 15 hours of the way, 20 hours of the way in probably. Okay. Yeah. So um, still pretty, pretty early. But they only just released the the last few chapters or last two chapters of it, uh, which I've not made my way into yet. So a um, little bit of ways to go, but it's, you know. It's worth it. I think it's totally worth it. And having a command of of a platform is, um, you know, that's that's my job. My my job is to is to understand it. And I I love to try to. I want to understand it to a place where I can explain it to other people. And that's my that's my, you know, that's yeah, part totally of my my when... skill set is to be able to train other people on how to use stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, and I know that uh, you know some, some from some of your Stack Overflow stuff. I know you like to really get in there and understand the uh, understand it from the ground up. Yeah, so. I mean, I, you may never understand why <laughs> some, <laughs> someone made a decision, but you can totally get like how to arrive to that point. Right, right, totally. So yeah, I'm anyway. That's where I'm at. I it's this is not dissimilar to something that happened to me um, or a decision I made four or five years ago to learn a new uh, musical instrument every year. And so oh, wow. I always start in the I always start in the same way. It's like I'm going to choose an instrument this year, I usually buy it at Christmas time or something like that. It's like my Christmas present or something. And, you know, one year I was like, I'm going to do harmonica. Well, what's the first thing you do is you learn to play the major scale. Right. And then and then you learn to kind of like you you start em- emulating these things you already know how to do um, on other instruments. But you know, you're really not playing that instrument. You're mimicking things that you already know how to do. And maybe that's not the most effective way to play that instrument. So for me, it's it's about, you know, if I'm going to learn to play harmonica, I need to listen to harmonica music. And if I'm going to learn how to play, you know, how to make Magento 2 sites, I need to like really dive into how Magento 2 works and not how I think Magento 2 should work. <laughs> you know, they're two different things. Yeah. Um, all right. Anyway, you that's need, my a, long you need rant. to you need to work your harmonica stuff into more of your talks, man. That would yeah. be so cool. I've, yeah, I always have a harmonica near me. I think you know that already. Yeah. Um, yes. You should have busted it out right now. That would have made it no. for a nice. No, highlight. we're not going to do that. That's made that would nice. be way too predictable, and um, <laughs> and people people don't want to hear that. Can't yeah. Listen. Right. So um, we got to mention MageReport.com. I don't know if you had a chance to take a peek. So at that. yeah. Okay. All right. I've got thoughts about this, but yes. Thoughts. Okay. Um, uh, go ahead. Have at it. Well, let's, why don't you go ahead and explain to the fine folks at home? Why uh, don't you go? No. Okay. So majorreport.com is, is a, um, is a website where you can go. It's a scan. It does a little scan of your Magento site. So you can plug in your URL and they just have a nice clean little UI where they show you, uh, different issues. So they're going to look at your Magento version, tell you if you're outdated, they're going to look for security patches 
admin panel vulnerability stuff. Um, so they just, they, they tie together um, a bunch of mm-hmm. uh, checks, security checks, looking for things like Magme, uh, which is a, a big thing, the Magme uh, import tool that had some vulnerabilities. So they're going to check your stuff and then they give you a nice little page that, that shows you your overall risk level and some different things. Um, and it's by the guys over at Byte, uh, Byte Internet. Is that Byte.nl? It's NL's Netherlands, isn't it? Yeah, NL's Netherlands. I'm trying to figure out because they were the ones that did the stuff with the yeah, um, shoplift bug and shoplift stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah, so they had the tracker. So they've basically, I think, taken that idea and expanded it and built it out into this full blown tool. And then you can also um, subscribe. I guess you can create an account. Yeah, you can create an account, save your site list. So it's turning into a little bit of a, a web app, which I think is fantastic. You can save your site list, get notified about new vulnerabilities. So just really filling some of those gaps with, you know, Magento Core, giving you nice notifications and and things like that. So nice. um, Yeah. So just a really clean um, interface. And I love it. I think they've done I think they've done a great job. So here's my reservation. You ready? Boom. Bill hates all the things. No, I don't hate anything. Um, Like. What, who's Do you to hate stop? cheeseburger telephones? Tell me that. <laughs> I love don't lie. Telephones. Don't lie. To me. <laughs> uh, let's hope that's in the cold open, so that doesn't make any sense to anyone <laughs> right now. Um, here's my. Here's my. What's to stop someone from taking this and using it to find vulnerabilities on a given site? Precisely nothing. Exactly. That's the problem. This is this is identifying attack vectors. Right. Just in the same way that for me, um, I kind of felt I had mixed feelings about uh, uh, MagentoVersion.com or something like that, um, Mm. where you could find out the exact precise version of a Magento store. Well, you know, it's like finding out the exact precise PHP version of that someone's running. It's like there are always published vulnerabilities for certain levels of software. And, you know, in this case, the they give you a, a demo report. It's like, you can click the thing. It's like demo, demo.magentocommerce.com. Well, that's a, that's a demo Magento install. And apparently there's like all kinds of, like they're <laughs> yeah. missing, they're missing patch 6285. <laughs> you know, they have uh, cross-site scripting and, and while that's information that's really useful for the person that runs demo.magentocommerce.com, whoever that is, um, that's not necessarily information that I as a store owner would want to be, to have, you know, visible. And is this being like, for, for all I know, somehow this could get, you know, uh, indexed, crawled and indexed yeah. in a search engine. So, okay. Um, uh, that, they definitely don't I have mean, a robots. Like there's no robots meta tag in, in the page. Okay. So here's where I'm coming. Here's where I, I, this is my feedback. This is a phenomenal tool. I, this is almost a tool I would pay for w- along with an alert in Pingdom or some kind of notification system so it would monitor my sites and keep them up to date. This is yeah. a phenomenal, phenomenal tool. Yeah. Give me some way to verify that I'm the site owner before you run the report. So okay. give me yeah. a meta tag for me to pop into my Magento store in the back end yeah. for me to prove that I'm the store owner. Give me a file to put in the root of my Magento store that says I'm the owner of the site. I need to, sure. claim, I need to claim the ownership before you go and run all this stuff. The only thing um, that makes sense. The only thing I think I would say is that I think for any potential attacker, they're already they already know how to run. They have their own tools to run all this stuff already, right? So 
Um, I, I, I think this helps for this helps store owners that aren't taking the time to do all that makes it a lot more visible and obvious for them. And as a vendor, um, one of the things I see a lot, I see admin panels with default URLs and stuff like that. If I could just pop someone's URL and send them a link, be like, Hey, go deal with this. That makes my life easier to help uh, recommend best practices for people. Um, whereas I see what you're saying, you don't want to make it easier for attackers, but I really think any, you do have your script kitties maybe that, that wouldn't know how to do this yet. And this would help them maybe, but I think, I don't know. I kind of feel like any attackers already have tools to do this. That's what they do. That's, I mean, that's how they do what they do is they have tools that go scan for vulnerability. But I don't so. think but you're thinking purely in how someone can, you're thinking purely in how can I how can I, as a professional hacker or someone who likes to exploit people, yeah. like that's that's one way. Yeah. No one, no one that is sophisticated or sufficiently sophisticated enough to be doing that for you know a hobby or a pastime or even a living. They, yeah. they like why would they ever use this tool? They would not use this tool. That's not it's this is not for them. Uh, there is a certain kind of person who, or an opportunistic person who may you know, be like disgruntled because, you know, they're the store that they bought something from online didn't like it. And now they can like, you know, smear them on the internet and say, Hey, everybody go take advantage of them or post something on 4chan because now they know like, like there's opportunistic or, 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 you know, spur of the moment or heat of the moment sort of things that can happen with a tool like this that probably wouldn't happen. otherwise. I just think the opportunistic, the script kitty, like, they're going to some sub channel on 4chan or whatever, and they're searching for, you know, how do I hack a site? And then they get a list of vulnerabilities. And then, and then there's some forum somewhere that says, you know, here's a vulnerability, here's how you exploit it. And then they go download yeah. some tool. And so don't I get me wrong. It, don't get me wrong. I'm totally going to use this tool on like sites so that I can tell you know, uh, uh, I can tell people that are interested in something digital how bad their current Magento partner is doing for them. Like, don't, <laughs> right. don't get me wrong. I'm going to use this. But. <laughs> You're going to use this professionally. <laughs> I'm going to um, use it professionally. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think it does help for that use case. And like, there are some risks. I just think, and I could be totally wrong. I just think for that class of a person, of a, of a potential attacker, I think they already have all those tools. That's, that's their bread and butter, even if they're not professional. Um, that they go search and they find a list and the list tells them what to do and they download the thing and they run it, you know? Um, so I, I, I don't know, but that's a good, you know, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I, I guess. And that's all I've got to say about that. And I've got to say about that. Um, I did Forrest Gump and you did like Ben Stabley. So, <laughs> I, you know, I do a mean Ben Stabley. I will say, I will say I do a mean Ben Stabley. So, um, yeah. What do you think about this iPhone upgrade program? (laughs) We've run out of Magento news. And so now we're talking about like, (laughs) we're we're fresh out of, we're fresh out of Magento news. No, I just, I I thought it was, I thought it was funny. Okay. Here's, here's one e-commerce related thing I got. Oh, okay. All right. Is this an e-commerce hall of shame? It's not a hall of shame. It's just a, it's just a weird thing that I noticed. Have you noticed that when euros prices are displayed in euros, the, the euro symbol can be before or after the number. It, but 
it's only that way because that's how it is in very certain countries. Like how ridiculous very is that? Country- <laughs> that's like the most ridiculous thing. That's I'm going that's through not, it. No, it's not ridiculous. It's weird. Imagine a dollar sign with a dollar on the other end of it. Yeah, it I just, do that all the time. You do that all the time. That's yeah. insane. That's completely insane. Well, how and do you read it? Well, when you, you say it, like, it out loud, dollars forty. <laughs> How much does 40. that cost? That costs dollars forty. <laughs> it costs dollars forty. No, I know, but well, but yeah, but still, it's just weird to see it both directions. No, I understand. So, well, yeah, I, this understand. is such a silly thing to talk about. I would say, I would say, <laughs> it just bugged me. I was building some currency display logic, and it. And it and oh it my word! Just... This is this segment is uh, what is currently on Kalen's mind at this exact moment. <laughs> the, New segment. There's nothing wrong with the way that they do it, as long as you have a way of enforcing or, or, you know, uh, uh, having some sort of a standard or it it shouldn't be willy nilly, like on one end in one sentence and on the other end in another sentence, there should be some style enforced, right? Like convention. It's totally insane. The world is, where did you first notice this Kalen? I don't know. I was going through, I had some different customers and I was looking at some, some different sites and then I was building some display logic and I just noticed I was like, what? This doesn't make any sense. You've got euros. All it's, it's, there's no, it's, it's, it's anarchy. It's complete anarchy. So, how do you feel about Spanish where they put an exclamation point upside down at the beginning and then right side up at the end? I love it. It's consistent. No, that's actually, ridiculous. It's actually much more consistent because it encloses, you know, and it, it, maybe it is a little, <laughs> a little much. Why does it have to be upside, upside down? down? Exclamation point. You tell me that. Who doesn't love an exit, upside down Um People who commonly confuse them with an I. <laughs> a lowercase I. They do, do look a little bit like eyes. People okay. don't like that. My my daughter my uh my oldest daughter is uh is learning uh all of a sudden, like in the space of six weeks, she can like write multiple words, she can sound out words, she can it's like it exploded all of a sudden. She's that's awesome. She's like She's four years old. I don't know that she's late to it. I, I feel like some other kids in her class just kind of caught it a little bit before her, but she's like totally caught up now. No, um, she's not late at all. People are people try to get their kids to read when they're two these days. Yeah, I know. So, oh, I have a fr- I know somebody. Shouldn't say I have a friend. I know somebody who tries to potty train their child from like infancy. Have you ever heard of this? <laughs> no, I never heard of, that. I never heard of this. So like they they actually they'll go get their kid. They'll like two-month-old baby and they'll hover the child above the toilet for 20 30 minutes at a time until they go to the bathroom and then they're like oh good job you did such a good job like at two months old as if positive reinforcement could possibly even whatever okay anyway Made stock where you can get your magento news and <laughs> and parenting advice and it's also parenting advice um anyway no so she was writing all these letters and stuff and it's really interesting like you know you you take this thing that you learned when you were, you know, uh, at, when you were four years old and you're, you know, you're trying to make sense of it to your child. Well, you know, honey, I, you know, yes, cat starts with a C, you know, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of things like, you know, so does uh, it's the same sound as, you know, crispy and and all those things. And it's like, but there's other things that start with a K as well. Yeah. that have the same sound. And and also there's things that start with a C that, you know, Cisco English is the most inconsistent language on the planet. That's not true. 
It is. It's super inconsistent. I've never seen a, I don't know how many languages, but I mean, usually. Out of the hundreds of languages that you know, Caleb. Out of the hundreds that I know and speak and can write from. If if English were a programming language, it would be, I mean, a nightmare. It would be PHP. No, not, no. (laughs) That's the thing, man. PHP would put English to shame in terms of consistency. My word. Okay, so what is the argument order for um uh for a ray merge a ray merge uh, d- it doesn't matter right all of the arguments are the same oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry uh oh, oh you're right you're right you're right you're right you're right you're right um, uh, sorry string replace string re- oh gosh i've been doing some substring stuff but i don't think i've done string replace in a while i'm gonna say i'm gonna say i'm gonna say haystack needle no I'm going to say, you know, I can hear you typing, right? I'm not typing. I'm not typing. (laughs) You're such a, you're such a a liar. Um, I'm going to say needle replacement and haystack. Um, even the parameters, maybe those aren't even the parameters. It does. No, it's so it is, it's you're, you're close. It is, uh, it is haystack needle and then the the subject. So Uh, here's, here's the problem. Um, that are actually, this is the, this is the thing that people don't understand. Um, supposedly like the things that people complain about in PHP about things being inconsistent, it's actually consistently inconsistent. So, uh, all string functions are haystack needle and all array functions are needle haystack. Oh, okay. And apparently that's like been that way for like ever, but you know, who knows? Yeah. um, anyway, long, long story, long story short. You, you know, you start to realize that things that you take for granted are are uh, are actually really hard to explain. And I'm realizing this, too, like as I'm introducing Magento or or, you know, different concepts to people that are, you know, just kind of coming up or it's their, this is their first professional pro- programming job. Like, it's really hard to defend it. Sometimes you just have to say, yep, yeah, that's just how it is. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> you know, yeah, it is. It is what it is. Anyway. Well, there Another quality it. episode of Mage Talk. Another quality episode. Thank you for Praise joining be. along. Praise be. At home. Um, yes. Yes. And uh, so I think we'll go ahead and close it out. We are very excited to see you guys in New York. Um, so we will see you there in a couple of days. Hopefully we'll see when this episode comes out. And yeah. uh, remember and, uh, to. Yeah. yeah, do it. Do your thing. Do it. I was doing. I was trying to do it. Do it. Remember to uh, uh, comment. You shoot some comments uh, at uh, magetalk.com in the post if you want to discuss anything, especially any parenting advice. Especially, topics, especially, especially the parenting. Especially the parenting stuff. Uh, ping us on Twitter. Feel free to hit us at our personal Twitter tags. Usually those are a little easier to get all of us. Ken and Jordan, Phil Winkle. Yep. And uh, that's a wrap. So we will see you next week. Go do some awesome stuff this week. The Vilkoman. We do the Vilkoman. Nine. Nine. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> Do the welcome in. Nine. Welcome. <laughs> I feel like it always has to be that note. Nine. <laughs> <laughs>